Hi, everyone, and welcome back to One Life, a podcast with me, Haley Letty, licensed marriage and family therapist. I wanted to take this time during the pandemic to discuss ideas for couples in conflict and a little bit about how we can get through the coronavirus together with our spouses. As we know, the pandemic has affected a lot of us all over the world, and unfortunately, this causes a lot of anxiety, uncertainty, and stress for us individually, but also has affected a lot of us in our relationships. So I want to get a chance to talk about that today. Unfortunately, we have seen a spike in divorce rates, and I think a lot of couples are just trying to navigate through the idea of being at home and being together in the location without getting that opportunity to leave or take breaks or just have some normalcy into their lives. And so we want to discuss and figure out how to maintain conflict in the household, but in a more healthy way. Obviously, the whole idea is to maintain harmony within our relationships, but even through this pandemic. Normalcy is still important, and I always encourage people to still create some type of schedule, even if that means getting up and getting dressed to go nowhere. But I do think it's critical to create the normalcy and keep some of our daily comforts in mind still. Um, We need to be able to discuss how we can be helpful to each other during this time if we're uh, two partners that are used to working outside the home and we are now seeing each other every day, all day, can we help each other out and ask each other to gain some insight into how to make it work? It's just going to make it easier to work in that close space if we have an idea of what's going to be helpful to our partner. So when we talk about this idea of conflict, we think of you know, anything from minor to major. Conflict is just a difference of opinion, Um, seeing things differently. It doesn't have to be a full-on fight. But I do say, if you are going to fight, and you might have heard of this before, we want to be able to fight fair. So because we will argue with our partners, there's just no way around it. Um, And specifically when we're in close quarters, we need to be able to keep a few things in mind. So I wrote down some rules for what's called fighting fair, and I actually have posted them um, to Facebook and Instagram, but wanted to also mention it on my podcast. So there are a list of rules that we want to look at, and I'll start with number one. Keep it private. This means that if we are going to have conflict or a disagreement with our partner, we want to be cautious about who we're sharing it with. If we haven't decided how we feel about it, then that might not be a great opportunity to share it with others, friends, family, over the phone. Now, I always say we need our supports, so that doesn't mean to not gain support when we need it, but we want to identify how we're feeling about it and what outcome we'd like to see prior to sharing it with others. And I always say that if you're going to share it with someone, just remember that Unless you're going to update them later on maybe the resolution of that argument, it's going to freeze in time for that person. So for example, I get into an argument with my husband, I then immediately call my mom, I'm sitting there venting on the phone, oh my god, you'll never guess what he did, and then I hang up. 
Well, most likely I've probably reached some type of resolution with my husband and we've probably worked it out. But days later, this now idea of the conflict freezes in time for my mother. And so if I don't call her back and update her about, hey, you know, we had the conflict, but this is how I resolved it and we're good now, she will be frozen in time forever. So that's really our duty to let our, I guess, external family member friend know, you know, things are okay now, we've moved on. But if we don't, it does freeze in time. So it's something to keep in mind. So keeping it private, at least at the beginning of the conflict, is really important. Number two is stick to the here and now. And what that means is we could go back and talk about all the disagreements we've had and pull out all types of old baggage and and arguments we've had. But I think the whole idea is if we're arguing about something specific, we want to keep it present and we want to keep a focus on what is that issue. And this kind of goes into the next one. But talk about the here and the now. What just happened in this moment and what we want to see out of this. So really try to stay right in that moment, not go future, not go past. Number three, stay clear of topics and talk more about the issues. We want to stay clear of topics and topics are, I'll give you an example. I am arguing or disagreeing with my partner and we talk about surface level things, not really what's bothering me. Maybe I've felt in my relationship that my partner hasn't been listening or I don't feel heard or understood, which is kind of a frequent issue that I think arises in a lot of couples. But the topic would be, why are you always right uh, making a sandwich while I'm talking? The sandwich is the topic. The issue is I'm not feeling heard and understood. But it is so much easier to pinpoint talking about the sandwich and dancing around the issue and nagging about, you know, what they're doing in the moment physically than really saying how I'm feeling. And that is very vulnerable. And then I think that's why a lot of the times we don't do it. But if we stick to the issue and we get down into it, we avoid misunderstanding. So we want to stay clear of these topics and talk more about what is the real issue, what is the deep down nitty gritty of what I'm feeling, um, because that's where we get to resolution. That's where we get somewhere. Number four, keep emotions proportionate. And this is very interesting to think about because how many times have we maybe overreacted or even underreacted about a situation where we haven't been able to, you know, match the situation with how I've just reacted to that person. So maybe it's bigger, maybe it's even smaller. Keep it proportionate. If the issue is small, we don't need to make it into a larger issue. We want to keep it proportionate. Number five, consider context, self, and others during conflict. And I'm going to break this down. So when we think about conflict, we need to hit congruency. And how we do that is we consider ourselves, right? How I'm feeling, my opinion, very important. We also need to think of the other person, how they're feeling, what they're experiencing, They always say walk a mile in someone's shoes. So we want to give the opportunity to, um, you know, think about their perspective. If we don't know, we can always ask them. And then also think about context. Who's around and what is the situation? Is the situation something that we've seen before? Is it a pattern? Is it 
for, is it the first time this has ever occurred? And also, who is around us? Is this the appropriate time and place to be having this conversation? Sometimes we actually say, no, let's hold off, table it, and wait. So we can't just have one or the other. We have to have all three to meet congruency. And that is considering context, self, and others. So once we do that, we're able to actually have a very productive disagreement with our partner because we've considered ourselves, we've considered them, and we've considered the context. So, But all three are very important. So then we move on to the next one, which is use I statements. You know, uh, when we say I statements, I mean things such as I would like fill in the blank, I would appreciate fill in the blank, um, versus the alternative, which is not productive, you statements. You statements are you did, you are, you always. When we say you, it's very blamey. It puts people immediately on the defensive. I know it does with myself. So we want to actually go into this conflict using only I statements. And I statements are vulnerable, but they're also true. And no one can take what how we're feeling away from us. And so it brings some ownership and empowerment as well to the conversation. It's not assuming anything. It's not assuming the other person feels that way. It's only saying, I feel this way. And that we are allowed to do. The next one is avoid personal attacks and assumptions, right? We never want to walk into a conflict with someone assuming that we know exactly how they're feeling. It's impossible. I don't care how many years you've been married. You need to always keep an open mind and stay curious because we just don't know when that person's going to surprise us. Specifically when I'm working with couples that are in therapy and they're learning new skills every single day and they're coming up with new ideas of how to handle conflict. So keep an open mind and try not to assume. We always say assuming kind of puts our foot in our mouth. We don't want to have to go back and, you know, apologize for something that maybe we were just assuming. We also don't want to use personal attacks. So be careful about bringing in weapons into your relationship. Weapons could be uh, as big as using the divorce word to throw around. It could be using harsh words. It could be swearing. It could be, um, you know, putting someone down, making them feel less than. Watch that because that's what builds resentment. And those are really hard things to come back from. And I always say that weapons only belong in war. And when we're dealing with conflict, this isn't a war. There's no win-lose. So we always have to be mindful of the fact that we do not want to put ourselves in a position where one of us has to walk away losing. Always be gracious is the next one. And be gracious meaning if we end this conflict, could we both walk away without those resentments, without that tension to say, you know what, it was a tough conversation, but we got through it. And can we be gracious to one another? Can we still respect one another without a lot of recovery? And if we are gracious, then we walk away feeling at least decent after the argument. And the last one is one of my favorites, and it is always keep resolution in mind. And this is a different idea, I think, than what we're used to doing. Because again, we're on the defensive, we're arguing, we're fighting, we're, we're defending our opinions. And so we forget, well, again, once this is over, are we going to be back on the same team again? And the answer, of course, is yes. The whole goal is to be on the same team. But in that argument, we're forgetting that point. So always from the beginning of the argument to the end, remember and keep resolution as an option. Keep resolution in mind because I think you're going to have a different conversation with your partner if we do that. So 
with all of these rules for fighting fair, we can get through this pandemic even when we're having conflict with our partner. But I do think all of these things are important to consider. And when we get into that argument, which we might, um, we're ready. We have this list ready to go. We know that we have to consider multiple aspects. It's not just about us, right? We are walking out of this, still living together, still having to get through the pandemic. And so can we walk away with some dignity? And I do believe at the end of the day that you know relationships are not about the win-lose, they're not about keeping score, they're certainly not about you know, who's going to win at the end, we're all supposed to be walking away, um, you know, as winners and, and hopefully learning something about that conflict. If we're having a disagreement, there's something we're going to hopefully learn and get from, from our partners that maybe we didn't know before. We are assuming that they're going to see the same way we are. That's not necessarily true. So I hope today you've learned a few lessons on how to fight fair when that time comes, but that conflict does not necessarily have to mean a full-on argument with hands going and things being thrown. They should be a disagreement between two parties, but that you're walking away feeling okay. And not only that you're feeling okay, but did I learn something? And is my partner going to be on my side as well? Because again, we're not on separate teams. So take this with you. I hope through the pandemic, you as couples can also help each other out by talking with one another about how you can be helpful. Uh, if you're noticing a per- someone is working from home and they're kind of crowding your style or cramping your style, so to speak, because you also have to work in the same atmosphere, talk about it, discuss it, see if there's other things you can do. Ask each other what would make more sense. Instead of creating this disagreement, you could actually work together and say, you know what, I've noticed that this space is a little bit crowded. Why don't we look around the house and see if there's somewhere else that can work? Or maybe let's rotate or let's think about another solution. But make sure you're making the solution together. You know, listen to their opinions, put in your input. Again, we want context, self, and others, so all needs to be considered. Um, to come up with the resolution together. And again, everyone's feeling heard and everyone's feeling understood. Um, you know, hopefully we're almost at the end of the pandemic. I know right now where they're talking about the peak and that next week we should be seeing a decline. Um, hopefully everyone is staying home and staying safe and they're healthy. I wish you all the very best and I will see you next time at my podcast, One Life.